I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to Man Baggage. My name's Russell Kane. This is the unsafe space where we get men together. We drill into men's heads and we're only ever asking one question. What makes men tick? How do men's brains work? We're trying to compile a Haynes manual of how a man's nuts and bolts are put together. Why is this important? Well, the statistics speak for themselves, ladies. Why am I saying ladies? I'll tell you in a moment. But the statistics speak for themselves. Seven times more affected by the most extreme mental health issues men. We don't like to talk. We're brooding Neanderthals in the corner. And the people looking for answers? I thought it was other men. When I started doing this, I was like, men talking to men and men will download it and get talking. If only. Maybe in the next decade. Joe's downloading this. Ladies. They want to know how the geezer in the corner of the room works. And hopefully they'll speak to their guys and guys will check in with guys and we can just get more interaction and more checking in. And we did come from the male mental health space, but my insight was when blended with humour, you get a powerful alloy. Because there are some men who aren't ready to put on cardigans, aren't ready to dip digestive biscuits and have a hug and talk about their interior emotional landscape. Some of them need banter as a lube before they can thrust their feelings in your ear hole. And that's the space we sit in on man baggage. We are trying to use a little bit of banter, a little bit of humour. Guys, you'll know. You'll know if you've just been dumped by your girlfriend, the first thing you want to hear from you guys is a bit of mockery followed by, are you okay? It can be too full on. Come and give me a hug, Gary. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Gary's going to be masturbating tonight. He's got a massive forearm. Correct. Followed by, how you doing, Gary? It's complicated and we're here to unpack it. Now, we're talking about awareness this week and uh, I always have one or two guys on. I'm always interested to get inside their heads, but I'm absolutely thrilled. Bit of fangirling quite hard to have Kenny Allstar in the building, the virtual building. If I had an, I would press it right now. <laughs> Star, the man, the curator of the One Extra Friday Night Rap Show, of course, the midwife of British hip hop, catching new stars and breaking open the amniotic sack, watching people like Big <laughs> Jest take his first gasp on the rap game this series, which is absolutely fantastic. And I urge you to catch up with that. Everything on the rap game builds towards that final moment where they go in the booth and set it on fire. He's on his about 100th booth. They've all burnt down the man can't even get insurance there's been so many fires in there third party fire and theft kenny all-star how are you hey that, what an intro russell russell you have to take my job just do all the mixtapes i've got like 100 mixtapes i've got a backlog i'm just gonna send you all the files and you're just gonna do the entrance for me that was dope oh, man. it's a pleasure to be on man baggage of course see yourself and Lindsay. i love what you guys are doing um and it's just exciting it's just exciting to just 
enter your world. It is different, of course. I know a lot of people that follow me week by week will be shocked. Russell Kane and Kenny Allstar, what a link up. That doesn't <laughs> look right on paper, but we're going to make it work, I'm sure. Russell. When it when it drops on Spotify, All-Star and Full-Star is going to be rinsing every download. Yes, Russell. yes, yes. Give us our number one from now, man. Don't worry it. about it. I can I can spit like a llama with rabies. Don't you worry about that. He really can. He's so good. Don't worry, Russell. <laughs> the freestyle's coming soon, mate. I'm, wait, I'm waiting. Don't worry. I'll need some Imodium to get through that. I'd fangirl so hard. I've already passed out in the booth. Imagine that, the first person to faint in the booth. Uh, so the the Lindsay being referred to there is my wife. We always why do I have female energy on a podcast about men talking to men about men's feelings? It's important because men have the tendency to drift into, particularly straight guys, particularly straight married guys, tend to drift into, well, you know what girls are like, and we need a house of lords. We need someone to call bullshit on any generalisations we drift into. And I don't know anyone more equipped to do that than my wife, Mancunian, with Italian and Ukrainian blood, part Joe Pesci, part Tank, part Heavy Shelling, part Liam Gallagher, Lindsay Kane in the building. So welcome, Lindsay. Thanks. Now, we're talking about awareness today. Awareness, the basic definition, conscious knowledge of one's own character and feelings. But it's so important. And as much as I'd wished we lived in a paradise of non-binary gender being abolished, there definitely seems to be a case for arguing that men or women are more self-aware than others. But I'm going to go straight to Kenny. I mean, you see people at the extreme end of trying to push through, trying to express themselves, trying to emote, trying to be their most extreme version of themselves, showing off when they're in front of you. But do you think men or women are more self-aware when they're doing that? And I'm not saying it's a good thing to be too self-aware, by the way. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good question. I think the issue with the industry that I'm in is based off cameras, lights, glitz, glamour, you know, chains, watches. It's all based on perception, right? If you don't look a certain way or switch on a certain persona, it kind of affects the music and, and even the audience that you attract, right? And I think it's always been an issue in my craft because... Again, growing up in school, for example, right? Even if we want to look at stylistic choices, what we wear, right? The guy that wore the more skinny jeans or the slim kind of fitted or the, the colourful jumpers, it used to get looked at sideways. Like, what's he wearing? That's not cool. You're meant to be in, like, baggy jeans and you're meant to let your trousers hang or you're meant to wear black and, you know, look tough all the time, right? And then I find that with age you know, I've learned to be a bit more embracing, you know, and, and understand that just because I want to wear a, a pink jumper, I, I look better than the guy that's wearing black all the time because I can pull it off, right? And then you kind of, with age, get a hold of that and, and you become self-aware but comfortable in your own skin. But unfortunately, and this is why this conversation needs to be had, unfortunately, that's not the case all the time. You know, you, you it, it's all perception, it's all persona, I think men, we claim to be self-aware, but I think we can be more judgmental. I think yeah. it's more of, oh, why does why is he walking like that? We 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 kind of bitch a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, yeah, a no. bit more. I like that as a dress code, though, like Bake Off mixed with gangster. That's what I'm going to wear tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. I mean, oh, no, my chain's dropped in my showstopper. No, but uh, <laughs> I'll ask it more bluntly then, Kenny, before I come to you, Lens, is like, are blokes 
less likely to be aware when they're being bellends. You know, when someone comes in, they're being a bit of a cock and everyone's like, oh my God, what's this geezer doing? Do you think women are more tuned into when they're suddenly perceived as being unpleasant around them? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think, especially in my industry, there's a lot of guys who, again, think they're the shit when they're probably not really the shit. They just walk around like they're shit. Yeah. They don't stink. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I guess it's weird because it's like a catch-22 because... Let's say if you're a rapper, right, your whole persona is based off people believing like you're the shit, right? So you kind of have to switch it on when the cameras are on. But I think where we can be, where we can lack awareness is when the cameras are off, you yes. don't need to be a dickhead, right? <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. It's all right if the camera goes on and you want to do your whole persona and your whole spill and do what you want. But when the cameras are off, you don't have to be that guy. And yeah. I think where we struggle sometimes as men, especially in the industry, is finding the balance. Cameras off, be yourself. Like, don't, don't be a dickhead, because I think what ends up happening is you, if you be a dickhead offline, it then becomes a thing where you now have this persona all the time as you're rebelling. <laughs> like, yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah. You're, like, you're horrible to people, you're not respectful, and then it's, now it's like, who even wants to listen to your music or invest in what you're doing? Because... You're just a dickhead all the time. You know what I mean? Um, so, and uh, my missus, for example, she's very self-aware. Like, when we go out to, like, I don't know, maybe a dinner, if I ask for too much, she's like, you've made the waiter go back and forth from the table, like, four times just because you you want more salt and pepper and mayonnaise with your chips. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's like... <laughs> All right, calm it down. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be having that much salt anyway. They're all the things I ask for when my chips come up, man. You know what I mean? I just want a little bit more mayonnaise. Is that hard to ask for? But, but again, it's just that awareness. And that's a little scenario like that that shows that women are more, again, aware when, when, when maybe they're doing too much or when we are doing too much and we need to be reined in a little bit. So I hope that kind of answers your question. Yeah, big time, yeah comprehensively Linz you know the expression know thyself what does that mean to you Linz so we've had interesting conversations recently about perception haven't we Ross like when someone says like like I had a friend of mine that said to me that I'm not open with my relationship like I never bitch about Ross and and I'm, I'm very close I'm a very close book so that was shocking to me that a best friend of mine thought that I'm a closed book when I've got verbal diarrhea and I, I tell everybody how I'm feeling, all my emotions. So I don't know. I think you would probably say that I'm not. Yeah, but that's just because you don't have anything to complain about because I'm making you laugh, I'm spraying dollar and I'm, and you're sexually satisfied at all times. <laughs> that's true. But, I, no, but, but it's just interesting, isn't it, that... Well, I, I know, I, but but I'm not I'm not bothered what people think because I know, like my mom's a bit like, oh, you know, you can't do that. You got to be careful because you don't want. Like I've been doing little clips about building because I'm I'm doing property and so I'm I've made a lot of expensive mistakes recently with builders or architects and plumbers and and electricians. So I'm doing like little videos of like, oh, this is maybe like a few tips, like not what like what not to do. And my mom's like, you got to be careful, like you might piss people off. And I'm like. 
but I'm not I'm not bitching or tagging the people that fucked up. Like I'm I'm just going, listen, when you come to do this, just make sure you, you know, here's a tip. Sorry to interrupt, Lindsay, just to keeping you on topic. Are you saying then that some people can be too self-aware? So say like you're saying your mum wouldn't do something like that because she's worried about what people yeah. think. Do you think self-awareness can tip over into being inhibited because you're so self-aware you can't express yourself? Yeah. And I just think, well, I'm a good person. That's all that matters. I'm not bothered about what people think. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Do you know what it is, Kenny? I think you could argue, we find a lot of time on, on man baggage that it's not whether more, men are more like it or women are more like it, but traits are seen as more masculine or feminine. And as men or women or anyone in between can have them, but they're viewed by society, rightly or wrongly. And you could argue that becoming more zen and becoming more self-aware and insight into yourself has traditionally been quite a feminine thing to be you went back 20 years or 30 years to our dad's generations and i'm I'm gonna try and work on my self-awareness you know questions will be asked in the pub yeah that's definitely changed now yeah and you even find yourself in a in a predicament where like growing up for example i'm a south london kid right and in my area again masculinity is the thing right you gotta walk around with your chest high when shit is on your head just keep it to yourself because as men, we're not, it's like we're not programmed to speak to each other about our emotions, right? Like that seems like a thing that, you know, growing up, my mum and dad, they were both in the house. But if I had an issue, I would go to my mum. And that was yeah. just like, like the instant reaction was to just go to mum. Anything to do with like emotions, I'll, I'll go to my mum. Anything to do with like, oh, I had this issue at school with a guy that, for example, pushed me when I was in school, you know what I'm saying? I go to my dad and my dad will tell me, all right, cool, you fight back. And it's always been like that growing up for me. 
You know, it's always been a thing where you just keep your emotions to yourself and you just don't embrace it amongst your friends. Kenny, have you, have you got a kid? No, I don't. So if you were to have one, do you think that you would repeat that? Or would you want your boy or girl to come to you if they had an emotional dilemma? Like, or would you be like, go to your mum? No, 1000%. I'd, I'd want to be there through every emotion or any issue you go through. Because I think the issue that I've had growing up with that is I look at one parent for these sets of problems and another parent for these sets of problems. What happens is we're now not in unison as a family, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, it just, it kind of just jumbles up the way I even used to think as a kid, right? And I don't think that's the best thing to do. Certain issues should be raised and addressed as a family, right? Because there might be, for example, I don't know, maybe there could be an issue that I would have thought that my mum could handle, but low-key, my dad could also handle that, and I wouldn't have known because I just would have made the assumption that, oh, it's emotion, it's a, it's something to do with my relationship life or my love life. I've got to go to my mum because she's more empathetic, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think that's just the worst way to look at things, and I think times have changed because, again, I'm, I come from, like, a first-generation family in, in a sense that my parents are migrated from West Africa and back home in Africa, everything's all tough. It's all like, again, masculinity is, is just preached from day one. Like you've yeah. got to get up, the men must work, bring the food and the bread back home to the table and the woman will just be in the kitchen and do, you know what I'm saying? It's just very old fashioned, right? Yeah. And now being that first generation kid in the UK, Coming up off that, it didn't work for me because now I think, well, look, lots of bad things happened to me as a kid. And that was because I was scared to go to my dad for things that I felt like I was going to get told off for because it was deemed not masculine or not like a man thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely would eradicate that. I think nothing is too feminine or too masculine. We, we, yeah. we approach it as a team, right? It's changing now. Like, Rush, you had a similar background with your dad, like very masculine, and you're not like that now. Well, I was just about to say that West African culture is virtually the same as fucking East London and South London culture up until about 1980. I mean, my old, my old man was a throwback. He was from another era before that, like, you know, just like shaven-headed, weightlifting, steroid-injecting, knuckle-dragging, metal-welding, lifeguard, bodybuilder, rugby-playing, hard-nut, don't-express-anything, pint-drinking, nut-job. That's Dave. Dave from Essex. It's just like pure testosterone, a bouncer and everything. I was wondering if there's any particular moments in your, in your or life, Lindsay, that you think suddenly helped you know yourself better. Any like big fuck ups or any big developmental moments where you've suddenly like, right, I've got insight into that. Because you're quite fiery. You know, you like you used to fly off the handle or things that have spun out of control and got complicated. I mean, mine was because the background I come from, which is sort of like the North London version, really. I grew up Enfield, Tottenham, Edmonton, then Essex, Woodford round there. South End eventually, but I was already grown up by then. So where I grew up, okay, you're never expecting anyone to look at you or notice you or anything. You're just pre you're programmed just to go and work in work in a shop or work on a building site or get a trade or whatever. That's it. If you're lucky, a couple of my cousins weren't even as lucky as that. So you get into the world and then you get lucky doing something like this. 
and you can't believe you've got a bit of attention and it goes to your head with minimal self-awareness. Anyone who doubts me because you think, I don't believe it, Russell. You seem like such an emotionally intelligent person. I can't believe it happened to you. We're not talking about, I wasn't 18 years old here. I was a grown-ass man with hair taller than my head, eyeliner on, just showing off, completely unaware, doing types of comedy that wasn't funny but was about style over something. Completely lost the plot, only for six months. But I still managed to completely lose my self-awareness. Cost me a couple of jobs, probably cost me my old management. I'm glad it happened to me because I've come out stronger the other side. I've come out a better person. But I completely lost my self-awareness because I couldn't handle acceptance or success or anyone telling me I was worth anything. Because where I come from, you you just not you don't get training in being the shit, as you put it, Kenny. So that's what that was my major moment, which trained up my self-awareness the hard way. It cost me work, cost me a bit of cred, cost me Instagram, cost me Twitter, cost me a couple of jobs, and then I came out the other side. But there's still battle scars from it career-wise um so after that i'm like i now have a post-it above my desk do you look like a cunt and i make sure yeah. I, I make sure i think about that one i say it to you all the time Russ. Yeah. and also yeah, i've also got no people around me that was my learning no my manager's a strong no person i'll see a juicy job come in with a five zeros on the end of it and he'll go no you'll look like a prick you're going to lose more five zeros down the line. It's not about yeah. the zeros. You're going to look like a bell end if you do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Do you know what? Off the back of what you just said, Russell, my moment for me of self-awareness, you know that saying, never meet your heroes, right? Yeah. So there's a DJ that I used to look up to and I used to just think that this guy was, ev- that he was amazing. That it, I, just, I would listen to him on the radio all the time as a kid. And I said, one day I'm, I want to, achieve the things that this man has achieved, right? And then I met him for the first time and he was just oh, a prick yeah. to me. Like, you know what oh. I mean? It was just like, it was a thing where I just wanted, I tried to give him mix, my mixtapes. I tried to, you know what I mean? I tried my best to kind of just, just get even a moment. And, and sometimes it's hard. I'm sure you can relate to this, Russell. There might be a young up and coming comedian. You wish mm. you could be able to talk to all of them, right? It's probably, Similar to how there's thousands of rappers that want to be able to send me their freestyles or, or music and mixtapes. Yep. There's probably so many comedians that want to reach out to you and be able to rub shoulders with you. You yep. can't say yes to everyone. But this, for me, really made me think, I've got to stay grounded at all times. Yeah. So you got your lesson from a third party. Rather than making the mistake yourself, you got to talk to you by Kill Bill style with a around the face. Exactly. We were just booked at the same show. I reached out for a handshake. And he's like, he just nodded his head. And then it's like, he kind of left me hanging. And it's like, okay, now I know where, where that saying comes from, never meet your heroes. And that made me realise, all right, cool. What he just done to me, I will never do to an up and coming DJ. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Even if I don't have the time to stop and talk, sometimes a little handshake, just a handshake or a little a nudge, that can go far in that person's life and think, oh, well, he was in a rush, but at least he stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that was my like, self-awareness moment that made me think, all right, cool. Kenny, stay grounded at all times. Even if you're, you're running at 100 miles per hour, just stay grounded enough to at least be able to say at least a hello to someone. Because so that hello might change yeah. their day. So that was my yeah. moment. That's so true. Come on, Lindsay. You must have loved. Lindsay, you changed so much. Well, we, we'd get to the end of a night sometimes and I'd say to Lindsay, what have you learned there? And she would be like, <laughs> I, I probably should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Lindsay's a justice warrior. She won't be spoken down to. She won't be pushed in front of. She won't be spoken rudely to. But sometimes it's like a cost benefit. And I mean, the Halloween party for me would be that 
one of the we went to this amazing Halloween party. We were, I can't even remember what happened now. There was a queue for the toilets, and this woman, I mean Lindsay, she's obviously she's uh, sat down. If you're watching the video clip of this, but she's five three basically. This woman must have been five ten unit. Obviously, like, had coke bogeys out of both nose, obviously off her tits. The ladies are queuing for the toilet. She's come to the back of the queue and gone, ladies, this is what's going to happen. The next cubicle that opens, I'm going in it and there's going to be no arguments. That's what this lady said. And, unfor- and unfortunately for this lady, the cubicle that opened was the one Lindsay was stood in front of. And so Joe Pesci, my wife, uh, Lindsay, <laughs> has t- sort of done like a Spider-Man block in the door with her limbs. And the quote was, I'm not going to die tonight, but there's no way you're pissing in this toilet before me. I, do, I just don't know where it came from. The strength. Love I'm that. Only like quite the tea. The strength came from nowhere. She was a fucking unit. So then we're just, we're just about in the club at this point. We're upstairs. We're just about in the club. Lindsay's coming back upstairs, all, you know, like post row, all, all fired up from it. And this, other, this girl's friend is talking to me on the dance floor. And then Lindsay's sort of caught her eye and this girl's like, fucking come at me a bitch, come on. And then Lindsay's just been carried out like a Cairn Terrier. You know, like a Cairn Terrier in a pub and just dumped on the street and then I lost my phone and she's crying. It was just a shit night. And that for me, Lindsay, was the watershed moment when you realise kicking off isn't always the solution. Possibly, yes. Yeah, that's probably... I forgot about that, to be honest. But yeah, you, mm, you reminded me about every night, really, for a few years when you were doing your last tour. But um, I think you have massively taught me because you always sort of say to me, what is the outcome that you want? What, what is it? And I think that now when I try and do things, I'm always thinking, oh, it, what is the outcome that I want? And um, I think the book, The Black Box Thinking, was a really good book. Yeah, so just to recap for listeners, there's a book called Black Box Thinking. I'd recommend it to anyone, whatever your job's doing, wherever you are a carer at home full-time with kids, whether you're a CEO, read Black Box Thinking. There's people that have Black Box Thinking and there are people that don't. It refers to the black box inside the aeroplane. The reason there are so few plane crashes is this. Whatever is inside that black box, no one goes to prison no one gets in trouble. It's only used to correct the mistakes of what happened so a plane doesn't crash in that way again. It's the opposite to hospitals, which have no black box thinking, and everyone goes to prison, everyone gets punished. Guess what? Loads of people die on the operating table, but no planes crash, hardly ever. The more you can have a black box attitude to your mistakes, i.e. no one gets punished, no one gets shouted down, you invite your mistakes and correct yourself, the more you can look at your mistakes and have self-awareness, the more you improve. The less, the more likely you are, to quote Kenny, to stay as a, as a bell end at all times, even when you're offline. Yeah. Black box thinking, Matthew Saeed, game changer of a book. We're going to take a break there. That's the end of part one of our discussion about awareness. We'll be back. Catch part two. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.